Hello from a very snowy Mayo. Um, I'm looking out the window from my living room at the moment and one of the cats is perched on the windowsill. The grass is laden with snow and then the top of the ivy covered wall is also laden with snow as is the driveway and it is just magical. It's just one of those scenes you you imagine I guess when you think when you think of winter um and the sky is blue and it's sunny um and I have a beef shin stew on the hob um simmering away in some oxtail broth and wine that I made yesterday well I didn't make the wine obviously <laughs> but I made the oxtail broth um and I didn't really do much <laughs> I just put it in a pot with some garlic and onion and herb and um lots of water obviously um and yeah so that is simmering away for my dinner um so yeah hello how are you guys um I feel like I haven't spoken to you in a while um last weekend I was absolutely pooped I think the feeling amongst a lot of people is one of maybe slight exhaustion um and uh, feeling a little bit at one's wit's end around what's happening, when are things going to happen, and yeah, so to digress very quickly from that topic, I wanted to talk about um, comfort eating this week. Um, so um, I have shared a link before to Blind Boy's podcast, I absolutely love it. And his most recent one, um, he puts them live every Wednesday, but his most recent one was about chicken fillet rolls, which are, or yeah, I mean, which which were this like big Irish food thing um, a number of years ago. Basically, there were like these jelly counters in shops um, and petrol stations across the country where um, at any hour of the day, you could get a French baguette stuffed with chicken and coleslaw and cheese and various bits and it was sensationally filling I didn't eat many of them if I'm honest because they left me feeling horrendously bloated um but it was funny that blind boy spoke so much about this topic recently because I actually found myself on a call on Friday where I was talking to um these 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 farmers of this grain um, I was talking to them about the Cuisine de France uh, business model. Um, and basically, Cuisine de France, <coughs> it was HQ'd, or still is HQ'd in Dublin. Um, and they basically came up with this bus- business model, which was um, pyre bake bread, wrap them in this film that keeps them fresh. Um, and they shipped out ovens to supermarkets, shops, uh, petrol stations across the country so that then they could send their bread to them and all they had to do was kind of stick it in the oven for a few minutes to make it like a nice and crusty and yeah so great business model send everyone the oven send everyone the deli counter and then sell them the product so um very successful business but blind boy kind of used this food um as a way to segue into a time in ireland when we ate different types of things and how we ate them um and i don't know blind boy but i would imagine we're around the same age because we seem to have similar touch points um and 
it was really funny so I love like blind boy I absolutely love him like I will definitely write him fan mail at some point but um he is from Limerick I'm from Cork and in his podcast he talks about um you know spaghetti bolognese coming to Ireland and Goodfellas pizza and you know ice cream and and the various kind of prices in and amongst that kind of sector of the the supermarket um and so he spoke about romantica which was this kind of like frozen ice cream cake which was quite expensive at the time and these hb blocks um of ice cream now these hb blocks of ice cream had a few flavors vanilla banana uh, raspberry ripple um they might have had a chocolate one but we never bought that one so in my household, growing up, we always bought the banana, the vanilla, the raspberry ripple. My mom loved banana. My sister loved raspberry ripple. I loved the vanilla. And I'm sure my brother and dad kind of liked a mixture of all three. Um, and I loved it. Like, I absolutely, I, I, I'm an ice cream fiend. Like, I, I absolutely adore ice cream. But this ice cream, it was just so rich and sugary and creamy and it like kind of melted at just the perfect rate and you would get these two thin wafers um and cut it into wedges and kind of eat it like a ice cream sandwich and kind of from late spring on throughout summer we would finish nearly every not every meal but like there was always one of these in the fridge a, f- a few blocks um and I was speaking with my sister earlier and she was um, uh, talking about how we'd be like, we'd go to the, the island, the island unit in the kitchen and someone, it'd be someone's job to cut the ice cream block into into different sections for each of us. Um, and you'd be like, oh, do you want a big piece or a small piece? And I mean, we always had a big piece. I mean, maybe sometimes my mum would be like, oh, I'll have a small piece. But um, yeah, it was always big pieces. And just the ceremony around dinner finishing and one of us, me, my brother and my sister or my mom or dad going to the island unit, cutting this block into different sections and wrapping the wedge in these really thin sugary wafers just signifies family happiness to me to such a deep degree. And so when Blind Boy was kind of slagging this ice cream on his podcast, <laughs> I was getting irate in the car as I was driving along. Um, but I think it just proves that we all have different traditions around food and food culture and what means one thing to one person means another thing to another. Um, and so HB blocks of ice cream in my family growing up were a thing to relish. Um, but it made me contemplate just I guess yeah well number one Irish food culture in general but number two uh, the things that we as Irish people do you know on a on a larger scale like what are the foods that we all eat and celebrate and get excited about and it kind of brought me back to I suppose my like late teenage years when you know I turned 18 and I just started going clubbing with my mates um and you know, the clubs would finish at like whatever, 3am and everyone would spill out and go to all these fast food chains. And there was one in particular in Cork called Hillbillies that did this like chicken fillet uh, burger and people would go mad for it. 
that and some chips with curry sauce um so people were just like fried food I, I guess in many parts around the western world is a big thing to do when you're absolutely hammered but again similar to this chicken fillet roll that made me incredibly bloated if I were to have one of these chicken fillet burgers after a night out I mean I would feel horrendously sick and so it's funny being a part of a culture and a community but kind of feeling a little bit on the outskirts of it so obviously like I was in the club with my friends we were all like doing shots of whatever and getting hammered and having a great time thinking we were absolutely fabulous bopping away to whatever was out at the time but the spilling out onto the streets afterwards and going to the fast food thing just was not my vibe my vibe was get out of the club get straight into a taxi get home to a warm house make a pot of tea cut into a brown scone that I used to make with macaroon flour spread lashings of salted butter on it followed by ballymaloo relish followed by thick slices of brie cheese followed by a mountain like an absolute heap of homemade coleslaw um, and then grind a good few peppercorns on top sit at the kitchen table with my pot of tea a little jug of milk big plate with this mountain of scone and just be there in the warmth and there was just something about sinking my teeth into this this thing (laughs) whilst everyone else was probably now trying to get a taxi home in amongst the rush after the fast food chains were kind of like filtering out um and so in preparation for nights out back in the day you know like every other girl like I used to love doing eye makeup like I was really creative with eye makeup and you know I, I like put effort in and stuff like that but where a lot of my effort went was into prepping the meal I would have when I get I would get home so like I remember even like roasting chickens <laughs> <laughs> which I know seems so mad like some people would be like what the fuck but I just I, I knew because before you go out you wouldn't really have much of a dinner like you just you know you'd eat lightly you might have a few crackers or um, you wouldn't eat much now like unless your parents kind of forced you to have some early dinner and so I used to kind of know that this would be my like you know my late night early morning supper as it were so I'd either roast a chicken, um, I yeah, roasting chickens would be a big option. There would always be some type of good cheese in the fridge, and I would always make some th- form of bread. So whether that be like a soda bread or um a scone, I preferred the scone format. So you know, on a Wednesday, me and my mates are like, yeah. So everyone ready for the keg or FX or Henry's or whatever it was we were going to? Yeah, yeah, we're all going to do that. Yeah, Friday night, Saturday night, all 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 up all up for it and so come friday i'd be like prepping the scones prepping the coleslaw roasting that chicken you know making sure there was ballymany relish in the fridge (laughs) and this was a part of my going out routine was the food um and i'm sure my mates thought it was quite quirky you know like i'd often have friends come to stay over after a night out and we'd all sit around the table with like pots of tea and we'd all have our scone and relish and brie cheese. And, you know, they'd be a part of my kind of, you know, routine, as it were. 
Um, and so when Blind Boy was talking about food culture and uh, I guess you know reflecting on what the Celtic Tiger did to food culture in Ireland and everything in last week's podcast I just I just thought god Karen you just you love food (laughs) you really 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 love food and food is so important to me that I make it a part of every scenario and it just brings me huge amounts of comfort and so since um, coming back to Mayo after my few days at home with my family in Cork, I have been comfort eating every day. I have two portions of dinner every night. I have like some sort of dessert type thing. Um, sometimes it'll be big, sometimes it'll be small. It kind of depends on, on the day or how I'm feeling if I'm absolutely stuffed from the second bowl of pasta. Um, and... I guess some people kind of chastise themselves and I, I think there's a lot of people out there at the moment that are chastising themselves for um comfort eating uh, during these times but I don't know there's there's more to life isn't there and I just laugh at myself like it's what I don't even know what date it is anymore but whatever it's late January and I've got this beef shin thing on the hob that I've been making since yesterday essentially and I don't know many people (laughs) that will put as much effort into cooking for one as I do but I said to my sister on the phone earlier I was like I feel like it just brings a level of mindfulness and discipline to my days now I mean you could argue there's no discipline around comfort eating and there's not (laughs) but uh, there's a huge mindfulness that I get from cooking and from eating actually I'm very mindful when I eat or at least I try to be the odd time I'm not if I'm stressed about something but other than that I am very very mindful when I eat um and uh yeah and I guess then you know blind boy was saying how in his house back in the day they used to eat from their laps and people that ate around a table together were very posh now my family were not posh at all but we ate around the table like every day together. Every day. At least one meal we ate together every day. Um, normally dinner, uh, because we were all there. Um, and dad would endeavour to get home from work for like, you know, a half five dinner and then he'd spend the rest of the evening outside in the nursery. So we kind of got into a routine of dinners, and I'm sure you guys will relate to this, like one night was strong enough night, curry night, bolognese night, lamb chops, fish night, bacon and cabbage. And then there'd be like maybe like a rogue night. Um, and the older I got, I obviously tried to do one of those meals just to give mom a break. Because I'm sure any mother listening, uh, oh, God bless you. Like mothers are fucking phenomenal. And fathers if they do the cooking. But like I remember my mom asking us going to school many mornings what do you want for dinner we'd be like ah we don't care we don't mind and she would be at her wits end because she'd be like just tell me what you want (laughs) like I don't want to make up the decisions today and um yeah so it's just I do I definitely miss being around a table with people at the moment eating I definitely (laughs) would eat less I wouldn't be comfort eating because my comfort would come from the company um, I wonder is company and comfort. I wonder are those words related. Anyway, um, 
and there was one night there recently I was like just try and imagine there now that you're with people like just imagine there are people around this table eating with you um and I did and I did actually probably eat slower and um was more mindful around (laughs) portion control but um yeah food food is just great and I sometimes catch myself imagining what it must be like to be someone who's number one maybe not interested in food and number two doesn't work in food so like if I'm I mean anything else other than what I am I just I couldn't imagine it and I, I, I couldn't imagine not working in food I couldn't imagine it I couldn't imagine going into an office and spending all my day thinking about something else that doesn't center around food like I couldn't imagine it in fact right now the thought of that horrifies me it almost disgusts me it it makes me feel creepy crawlies are running up and down my back couldn't imagine it oh god the hum of the beach in there on the hob in the background i'm not sure if it's going to come across in the podcast but it's just wonderful so nice um but yeah i'd be really interested to hear like what your food or like what 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 your guys relationship with food is and like what kind of memories it brings up for you I, I think for me like my relationship with food um has most often been a positive one and my relationship with food really brings kind of family to the foreground friendship hosting um yeah for me like food is just life and my mom used food to show love and to bring comfort to our every day there was always something out of the oven there was always an apple tart or a queen cake or a sponge or a there was just always something coming out of that oven always and we were not posh I think my mom came from a farming background um and her parents back in the day would have employed hundreds of people because alongside the farm my grandfather uh had this massive kind of charcoal business as well where they were running um farming machinery off charcoal and they were he was one of the first i think in ireland to do that but so she was very used to people being around and a lot of people in their area you know would would come for harvest season and lambing season and all this to kind of contribute mostly nearly for the food you know so that because my grandmother would make sure that all the workers had a hot lunch every day and so it must have been I mean I I wish my mom was still alive to talk about this with her now but it must have been so wonderful to be in a country homestead in Cork surrounded by hundreds of people helping out with the lambs and harvest season and them all getting you know a big plate of bacon and cabbage or whatever my grandmother was serving that day and to see her mother serving up like just tons of food per week like that image is a very very strong image and you know my mom would have known that my grandmother feeding those people a hot lunch every day was bringing them comfort and showing them respect and love and so like when I think of my mom I think of food and I think of apple tarts and even like my sister one of my sister's friends I was speaking with her there last year and 
she was even reminiscing about my mom's apple tarts and how we'd if we didn't have any cream in the fridge we'd throw a bit of milk on top and I think you know we all get the choice to live our life out as we wish and I think from a very young age you know my my choice was very clear like I was baking bread since I was four um it's always been very clear to me that like food is one nourishment but also love um and uh, because I'm in Mayo and (coughs) because my mum's anniversary is coming up I think it's bringing up like powerful emotion for me at the moment because everything I do is has been hugely influenced by my mother and how she raised me and my father too like growing up planting beech saplings every spring and you know more than beech saplings bay trees whatever potting you know just kind of being a part of this family unit and little family industry where we were really making and baking and out in nature all day every day outside of school hours it 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 just makes it has a huge impact on your life and so when blind boy talks about irish food culture and his own family food culture that is very unique to him and of course there'll be something happening in ireland on like a bigger degree the breakfast rolls the chicken fillet sandwiches you know this idea of like are you gonna are you a family that can afford to buy the romantica ice cream or do you choose to get this hb block i think for me you can always argue class in food like but i think in in my family growing up we just made choices based on what we liked really like class and our place in society never really came into it we just we ate real food i mean you could argue that the hb block is not real food and granted it's not really but god bless my mother she needed something she couldn't be like baking six aptarts every day um but yeah i think um one of the thoughts that's been going around my head a lot recently is you know how especially in the uk just because i think it's probably british people and people that live in britain that i'm talking about the subject with but food being a differentiator of classes and wealth is something that should just shouldn't exist like i think no matter how much money you make or what your position in the world is i think everyone should have the choice and opportunity to eat what they want and it i mean it vexes me to the nth degree that that's not the case um but yeah i'm gonna leave it there for today feeling very reflective um yeah i think i'm i'm definitely in a very reflective phase at the moment and i think that this happens every every year in the run-up to my mum's anniversary but um yeah lots of change afoot lots of exciting things um and i think whatever is happening on a big level or on a grand level in the world certainly what reflecting on my own family food culture has done for me is that we're all unique and we're all going through life maybe feeling on the on the outskirts a little bit with 
some aspect of our life it might not be food but it could be something else some people maybe do go through life their whole lives feeling a part of a team and and feeling like they fit into this jigsaw all the time um i don't and i i can't imagine how that feels actually um and there have been times where i've been uncomfortable being on the outskirts but when it comes to food and what i eat i have never felt uncomfortable being on the outskirts ever and so i guess maybe this week's message is whatever you feel uncomfortable with maybe look at that and see is there actually comfort in it um yeah so comfort eating huh i will be comfort eating the shit out of it (laughs) again tonight um and i've got some lamb shanks for kind of middle of the week i was so proud of myself this weekend i like properly planned out like like to the nth degree what was going to insert my mouth over the next five days and so i'm pretty excited about what i've got planned but anyways hope you guys have an awesome week and i'm sending you all so much love and definitely check out that blind boy podcast it's very 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 good it's very yeah especially my irish mates um i know one of my best friends jane she i think she was listening to it um yesterday and posted about it so yeah it's it's excellent chicken fillet rolls and hb ice cream and the celtic tiger and uh the world at large big subjects there right sending peace and love huge 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 love you're a baker girl karen <laughs>